That is uh, Eric Weinmayer. He climbed Mount Everest blind. He went through the Grand Canyon River, the, the Snake River goes through the Grand Canyon blind. What obstacles are in your way? Right? I want you to stop all your complaining as of today. You got nothing compared to what he's got to go through, right? Imagine what he has to go through every single day, right? Just forgetting about climbing Mount Everest, right? Just, just being blind with no vision whatsoever. And think, think of what he's done with that. And think of what he said. He said, I take the storms that happen to my life and I use them for my good and for the good of others, right? So what did he do? He took this horrible storm, this, this rare you know, glaucoma that made him blind by the time he was 14, and instead of giving up and crawling into a little ball like he said most people would do with some sort of disability, what he did is, what he, did is he said, I have a mentor like this guy that he talked about, the guy who ran across Canada. He said, I have a mentor like this guy, and I'm going to take the gifts that I do have and the stuff that I do have, and I'm going to use that for good. And now he's created, not only has he climbed Mount Everest, and he's written two books. The No Barriers is the second one. He's written uh, an, another book about climbing Mount Everest. Um, now he's written a book. He has an organization to help other people with these kind of issues also try to accomplish these things. What is your excuse? Right? I don't have enough money. I don't have enough schooling. I don't come from uh, this background. I don't have this. I what? If this guy can go out there and be totally blind and become very famous in the community that he's made, what has he done? He's niche marketed himself, right? Like not everybody, the whole world doesn't know who he is, right? He's not an Oprah Winfrey. But in the market that he has found for himself and the market that he has niched out for himself, he is super powerful, right? What is stopping you? That's what, I, that's what the message I got out of this. I highly recommend you listen to the rest of this podcast. It's an hour-long podcast. Obviously, I don't have enough time you know, for this. But I highly recommend you listen to this podcast because I think this is super inspirational to realize what is possible, right? What can you do, right? How many of you have I talked to over the years or in other classes, talked to other students, and they're like, well, it's been really hard for me because of my student loans, and well, it's really hard because you know, my parents weren't really rich, or, or it's really going to be hard because of this, that, and the other thing, or whatever's happened to me in the past. Look what happens, look what's happened in his past, but did that stop him, right? And that's what I want you to think about. What is stopping you? What is stopping you right now? What is stopping you from going all out? What is stopping you from going 110%? Right? And yes, I know we all have obligations. We have family and we have, you know, our, you know, maybe if, you have, if you're married, you have a husband or wife or partner and maybe have some kids and I get all that and you get student loans, I get all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, none of that stuff is obstacles, right? You can get past all that stuff, right? And the reason why I think this is so powerful to see is because if he can do it, then what? Then you can do it, right? If this guy can, I don't, I can't even imagine climbing Mount Everest with all the faculties that I have. This guy can climb it blind. If he can go that far out, then why can't I take it further? Why can't you take it further, right? What's, whatever goal you have, and hopefully you have a big goals, but if you don't have goal, modest, at least modest-sized goals, double them, triple them. And I'm not talking just about money, right? This isn't about a money thing, right? All of you guys will be very successful in practice if you so choose to be. Right? There's only one place where you won't be successful. Where, do you, where, where, does, where does lack of success occur? Right here, between your two ears. That's where it all occurs. 
right? So I have a, a colleague of mine, he and I graduated together, and he has failed in a couple different practices, and finally he gave up and he said, I just stink, I can't do this, and now he's not even in this career anymore. What a shame. What a shame. Because, and I, many of you don't really know Dr. Sid very well, I wish you would study him. Uh, at least read his book, Lasting Purpose, just to get a taste of what he was like or, or listen to some of the stuff on, online uh, that you can find. But Dr. Sid used to talk about these the two hands. He used to talk about the business hand and the love hand. The business hand and the love hand. And he said, the business hand is the, is the hand that has to do all the business things. You, know, you have to do these kind of things. To be a successful entrepreneur, you have to charge people, you have to pay your taxes, you have to pay your staff, you got to pay your mortgage, you have to be able to handle all that kind of stuff, right? So that's the business hand. But then there's the love hand, and the love hand is the hand that loves your patients and stuff, but the love hand isn't the, isn't the hand that's touching your patients, right? Then the business hand isn't the one that's touching the money. You got to separate those two things. You have to separate those two things so you're able to be the successful entrepreneur that you want to be. But what happens with a lot of people that I see who don't make it is what? with those two hands, what happens? Right, you try, to, you try to cross them, or you go so far to one side like this, right? You're all love or you're all business, right? You have to have that balance, right? And that's what he was talking about when he was talking about this, this friend of his that he met, you know, that he tried to help get up the, the, this other mountain he was climbing with no hands and no feet. The guy, had, he had to strap things on. They had to create a balance, a way for him to get up there, that 12,000 foot mountain in a balanced way. And that's what you, you guys need to do is you need to figure out a balanced system. And the system is using the love hand and the business hand and realizing those are two completely different things, right? And to not succumb like this one particular person that I'm thinking about, this, this, this person who graduated with me, what he did is he was such a, a good, he was so good into the love hand, but he was so horrible to the business hand and he just kept on tanking himself. And now, and then he decided to not even continue, even though he loves chiropractic and he's very passionate. He said, I can't do this. Instead of trying to say, let me learn how to balance myself, he just said, forget it. And I'm asking you right now, I'm asking you to do yourself and to do me and to do chiropractic a favor and realize that you have to learn both. You have to learn both, right? And it doesn't mean you have to have a practice management system or that you have to sign up with any kind of thing. That, that's not what I'm talking about. You can, you can do it any old way you want. What I'm saying, though, is you've got to understand that there's two pieces to this puzzle. And you have to have this balance. And it's super important to, to get that. Because he didn't get to Mount Everest. He was talking later on, if you listen to this podcast, he was talking about being in a kayak. And the, the big difference that he said between climbing up Mount Everest is climbing up Mount Everest was this slow, methodical kind of thing. And he had all these people around him to help him. You know, and everybody was kind of tied together. But in a kayak, what are you? You're by yourself, right? Now, he had other people kayaking with him, but he was in the kayak by himself, completely blind, right? So, and you know how long it took him to do that? Guess how long he trained before he actually went down the Grand Canyon River? Six years, right? This is how an Olympic athlete trains, right? What are you doing here in chiropractic school for three and a half, four years, right? This is like, this is, you're an Olympic athlete. And you can take it as that. You can take it like, I am training as an Olympic athlete and I'm going to go out of here and win a gold medal. Or you could just take it like you're loafing through and I'm just going to get by and whatever happens and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't mean, success doesn't mean that you're seeing a thousand people a week. That's not what I'm talking about. Success means that you are 
super happy at what you're doing and you're super successful to the degree you want to be, right? So it doesn't have to mean a thousand be a week and making a million dollar practice. Some people are never going to get to that and it's not because they don't want to, it's just because they have, their, their life is balanced in a certain way, right? So there's nothing wrong with, with any, uh, any way that someone defines success as long as you're, you're happy with what you're doing. But the key to that happiness is that balance. The key to the happiness is to, is to train. The key to the happiness is that is you're training now and realize how important this now is in your training. And how seriously you're taking this now will determine how seriously you're taking that now, right? Because he trained super serious. He said the way he trained to go up Mount Everest he would climb up the tallest, the run up the stairs of the tallest building in his city over and over and over again until he practically threw up because he was getting himself ready for that oxygen deprivation he was going to face. And he did that for years, years and years. He said 14 years, I think it took him in training before he, he, he dared go up Mount Everest. Right? That's dedication. That's commitment. Right? And that's something that's sorely lacking in every profession, but especially this profession, is that dedication, that commitment, that understanding that you have to, this is, this is not, going into chiropractic is not this easy loaf, I'm gonna put my feet up kind of business, right? By the time, you, you are running like this, like marathon here, and when you graduate, guess what? It's just a new marathon, right? But the marathon involves a sprint every single day, every single day you're gonna be sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And I want you to get that, I want you to think about what he is talking about. I, I want you to, to realize how powerful that message is. When he said, and I heard it, and as I stopped in the car, I stopped it so I could rewind it and listen to it again, that the storms of your life are the things that make you stronger, right? The storms of your life. It's not the easy times that make you happier. It's the storms of your life, right? And I really want you to take that to heart because that's such a critical, important thing.